You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Comedy Seller Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. Uh, my name is Noam Dorman. I'm the owner of the Comedy Seller. I'm here as always, as almost always, with the fantastic Mr. Dan Natterman. Hello. Uh, hello, Dan. How are How you? How do you do? What's, what's up with you? Um, what's up? Uh, oh, not, nothing out of the ordinary. Okay. And uh, we also have our associate producer. Associate? <laughs> Who's associate? Our, Who am I associating our, with? I our producer, Periel Ashenbrand. <laughs> I can't get used to saying that name. doesn't sound right. Okay. And our guests, we have Jackie Fabulous, who is a comedian, a favorite of SDs, an actress, a writer, and public speaker. She was a semifinalist on this past season of America's Got Talent. Oh, like Dan. I'm an alumni of America's Got Talent. But Dan wasn't well. semifinalist. Dan well, was quarterfinalist. Uh, I say I'm a semifinalist, however. But you were... On, for, for biography purposes, finalist. The last actor calls me a finalist, and I'm like, I, I should correct them. No, you shouldn't. No, 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 no. I, no, I don't want to mislead and get sued or something. Well, people sometimes introduce me as, you know, he a finalist, and I'm just always worried when I get on stage, I'm going to hear someone say, final! <laughs> <laughs> but usually people don't remember it, or if, if they even saw me, so... Uh, okay. Nobody cares. Uh, recently, somebody said he was the winner. Oh! Can I, can I finish? Yeah, you go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. And uh, Kelly Bachman is a comedian from North Carolina, currently based in New York. She writes and produces a web series called Sofa Kingdom Sketch Variety Show. That's a good name. And just had her show... Rape Jokes by Survivors at New York Comedy Festival. Are you the one that did that video? Yeah, yeah. You're the one. Nice to meet you. And you're Noam. You're real. <laughs> I'm real. Nice to meet you. I've seen you a thousand times. Yeah. Didn't know you were important. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, we just discovered, is also a, a, a singer and guitarist. And I don't know if she's a songwriter as well. I, but I am. Oh, you got to come. We play, we play on, uh, on Friday and Saturday nights here. So we're playing tomorrow night. Oh, awesome. um, on Friday night, I mean. Come sit if at in. the end of really the podcast, you guys are still on good terms, I'm sure she will do so. Yay. <laughs> why, why such a foreboding thing? <laughs> What's going to happen? No, no, no. Not right. No, I, Ke- Kelly, talk in your mic. I want to turn you up a little bit. Talk, uh, you, uh, talking yeah, in the mic. Okay. So let's get right to it. So Kelly was in the news on a... Um, uh, you don't mind talking about it, right? Yeah, no. We got so, well. uh, I, I, you, Do you want to tell the story? Tell the story. Uh, sure. So basically... I uh, I was performing at a, a show in Lower East Side at a bar called Downtime um, in uh, Alphabet City, and somebody, the producer of the show, thought it would be a chill idea to invite uh, Harvey Weinstein to, She's the one. You're my hero. to watch me do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, "Rape is bad," and now I'm I'm famous. So that's there you go. Um, do what you got to do to get there. So now now just so. She, you're skipping over, but they, but you called him out from the stage. You said, "Was it you said my only one was going to address uh, the?" Well, I was really calling out because it occurred to me. Um, it became very apparent when I got in the room. I saw him in the corner of the room at a reserve table, and it was clear to me that the venue uh, had invited him. That he was invited by the producers of the show, the Actors Hour, uh, this organization that had booked me on the show. So I was really calling out them for inviting him. I was like, the, I think what I said was. Uh, I didn't know we had to bring our own 
mace and rape whistles to actors hour <laughs> like at, like mm, calling mm, out actors mm. hour people for like putting me in this situation and then they booed me and told me to shut up and that's when I said the other stuff. Now on the video they, who who was booing <laughs> yeah, who booed you? Who booed you? We heard exactly. the booing I don't the know everyone who booed me. I know for sure that the host of the show booed me because uh, that was like the person that I the know. Like that's you? the person I had who had introduced me so I recognized them, but I don't know I really am not familiar with this organization enough to know people in it. Like, I'm not a part of the organization. They would just ask me to do the show. So, What's the name of the organization again? It's called Actors Hour. Actors it's like Hour. The, um, ironically, their purpose is to create a safe space. Oh, uh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> for okay. oh my for God. actors. <laughs> so, so, right, so, so there's something about this story that, that just seems too impossible. Like, it, like it, it's like Jeffrey Epstein dying in prison. Like... Why would they invite Harvey Weinstein? I honestly, I got the sense, because there's a lot of young actors that I don't know. I don't think he had that power anymore I, to give you a got, nice role. Yeah, I got the <laughs> sense that they had this like very naive, like young, hopeful like idea that somehow he was either going to like secretly finance their project or his people were kind of, they were going up to his table and like treating him like he was an industry guy. And like like the host was kind of schmoozing with him, and people were. And that's I asked, amazing there was me. a woman sitting near me, like oh, I could tell it was a part of the organization, and I was like, "That's Harvey Weinstein, right? Like I should say something. I'm a comic, like I should say something yes. on stage." And she was like, "No, like." And I was like, like "He oh. doesn't want to be bothered." How like? Oh my god, no. Just, just to I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I just got the sense immediately that like a lot of the people in this room were not only okay with him being there, but like. He was being treated like a celebrated norm, like how he would have been treated in the old days. Like, I guess OJ, OJ probably still got treated like that. I mean, I'd have OJ lost was- my shit on stage. I'd have, I'd have been, I'd have heard he was there, done my set, and I'd have been triggered. I'm triggered yeah. now. No, I was, I was triggered. Like, well, woman- I was literally when I, when I realized that the two people who went up before me didn't say anything, like, and I, because I kept being like, the next person will say something, like, they'll say something. It's gonna happen. They're gonna say, and then they did it, and I was literally sitting on the side of the stage, like, in fetal position, like, typing into my notes things I could say, and I was like, will I say this? And uh, I was like messaging someone, like, is this a test? Do I need to say something? Yeah. And, and then I posted a Facebook, like. What should I say? Someone say something funny, like, uh, you know, it's like freaking out. And I was so triggered when someone said, shut up, that triggered me so hard that I kind of like felt like I couldn't, I wanted to say a lot more and I felt sort of shut down or I was just like, you think it was one of his his friends that said shut up? No, I, it was, uh, actually he, it seemed like he didn't want people like his table, maybe one of his friends, but like it was multiple people booing and it was someone in the middle of the. Uh, room that said shut up not like his table was in the corner that is well i heard outrageous. just to clarify clarify something somebody told me uh that this is a restaurant and a bar I, I guess or a so. bar and a it's a bar and there was a show there i had heard that he was there not to watch the show but just to drink at the bar it can, can well you, the the show it, is a private show so that, yeah. like it was a ticketed event where you had to be invited and reserve a table like it was meant to feel like a it's meant to feel like an exclusive, like almost speakeasy type, like environment where it's just like actors and professionals, and Isn't so that- it, it had that vibe where there's no way you're gonna get a table unless you're invited by this. 
And actually, the person who invited me, because um, as soon as I saw he was there, the person who booked me on the show, I went up to them and was like, do you always book the, do you always like invite the fucking boogeyman to your shows? Like, yeah. why is he here? It's not like, and uh, it wouldn't make it any better. He wasn't exonerated or a trial happening is over. He's still in the middle. He's out on bail. Yeah. Like, that's still, you're still in the heat of bullshit. Yeah. Well, and they, and <laughs> when I asked my, the person who booked me, I was like, did you reserve that table for him? And he was like, no, it was like the other producers. Like, they said they reserved a table for industry and I didn't know he was going to be the industry. And they were, and he said that they had done it at their last event too. So he had been at two actors He's the events. rape industry. He, he had been at two actors event, actors hour events in a row. So that's God, I not, wish I hadn't had so many drinks. <laughs> well, so, 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 so this, you know, and, 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 and this, is, so a, this is a tricky now. conversation because I, I, I have a lot of, um, I wouldn't even say I'm conflicted. I, I don't like, let me be very, very clear about this. I understand exactly how you feel. I feel the same way, honestly. No, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't like the, um, I'm wa- very wary of the way we're moving as a society where people are being called out all the time. And, and we had a little bitter experience here. And I don't want to ask you what you think. We had a little bitter experience here when Louis came back. Right. And staff members of mine who were on the subway were accosted on the subway by people yelling at them because they were wearing Comedy Cellar t-shirts. Right. And it was it was traumatic for them. Mm. And there were all kinds of stories. You know, and then of course like someone was in the in the Trump administration or and and then um you know, you can just imagine um all sorts of situations where um somebody somebody could come in, you know, wearing a Farrakhan t shirt and there's somebody somebody Jewish on the stage. I mean and I I I think that I would even give up the right to call out a Nazi in the trying in, in, in trying to move society away from what seems to be more and more kind of uh, freedom to do whatever you feel like when you feel that your personal threshold has been crossed in a professional environment like a show or or a restaurant. Now, now and before you answer. I don't want to put you on the spot because I'm not looking to argue with you. And I, yeah. and I, I don't have a, a clear position about this, but I do feel like, you know, if, if it happened in my club, I mean, I, I would never invite him there, you know. Mm-hmm. But, if I w- but if he did walk in there, I would still expect the comedians to not do anything that would impact the show negatively. Because in the end... We're, we're, we're all at work. Well, we're all there because mm-hmm. some people who worked hard and made a reservation a month in advance and saved for it went out to right. enjoy their evening. Yeah. And they are actually, it's their actual dollars that are coming to me and the comedians and everybody. And that has to come first. So I don't know what you think about that. Well, what? And this may not be exactly yeah. comparable to your situation you were in. I feel like as far as the situation I was in, which is what I can mostly speak to um, comfortably... Uh, is I feel like it's a conversation about safety of the performer. Like uh, if I'm being, if I'm booked on a show and someone else is invited onto the show, either as a performer or as, uh, in this case, you know, a celebrated like industry professional that I'm supposed to be performing for, uh, 
if that person is someone who has a reputation for making artists feel unsafe, particularly women, you know, if I think it's the responsibility of the person producing the show, producing this private event, um, because it's not, we're not so much talking about like free speech. It's not like we're out in public in a situation where I am, you know, I'm not just walking in any bar. I'm, you know, being asked to come here as a professional. This is now like my my workplace. This is like my office. It's and ridiculous. If that and they if you're inviting it. someone who's uh, has a reputation, who is, you know. I mean, he's makes been accused women accused of raping like fifty. Of people, you know, too. So, yeah, this isn't so like some guy. It's who's, like I think there's a, a it's uh, safety. It's like my safety. It's the safety of the other, you know, women in the room, and and that's well, what I, I try to focus well, on more it, than is like it, the free speech element. Or but the, is it is it, say, is it is it actually? I see. I think it's. I, I, I'm gonna. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I would until you said that. I would have thought it was the. The trauma of it, and whatever triggered you, said you're. I, I take it from your, your title of your show, and I think I heard that you're a rape survivor as well. Right. So obviously, this is very painful for you. Um, that I mean, you don't think he's actually going to come up to stage and and. I, I'm, and, I'm not so afraid that, of being yeah. raped by Harvey yeah. Weinstein in that moment, yeah. but I'm like, I'm I'm emotional. I am unsafe as uh, someone with PTSD. You right. know, like I'm unsafe. It's like if you if. If I think of another workplace, like if I work for like a corporation, if I work for like Olive Garden or something, and I and someone is and there's just like a known rapist on the staff or like a known someone who's physically assaulted people, everybody is whether we're in, whether we're really afraid that that person's gonna do that to us <clears throat> in that space, the the staff now feels unsafe. Sometimes you just know that the presence of someone accused of or whatever is in the room with you you know that it'll affect how you'll perform be speak to people and sometimes an artist when they're in a room with that kind of harvey or anyone comes in the room you kind of in a in a quick second you kind of decide okay am i going to react because i'm at work or am i going to say forget it i need to have a feeling and i'm going to express it and you know that the the uh the result of it might be well you can't come back to that place of work right or Fuck it, I don't care. I had this feeling, I let it out. So it, it, sometimes it doesn't happen until you're actually in the room at the time, and then you're like, okay, I have, do I say it out loud? And if I say it, you know you may not be invited back. So sometimes it's not until you're actually there within seconds and you decide, I'm going to make a comment now that may get me no longer working here. Right. You don't know like, until it actually happens yeah. sometimes how you're going to I, feel. I, I want to say one other thing before we get into more, any further, because I've, I've been a performer most of my life as well. I've gone off on people in the audience for much less reason than you did, you know, and I've seen other people go off for other things that upset them. So in no way, even if I do disagree or would, would have, if I would say, listen, I think that if you had to do over, you better just tell them, I'm out of here, I'm not performing on your dumb show, whatever it is. In no way, I don't want you to think that I'm like saying, oh, well, yeah, boy, what, what, like, what a dumb thing she did. Like, this is a, the most human, natural reaction. Sometimes it's very natural. I was remember. the reaction that you had, mm -hmm. honest, from my heart. So, so whatever we have to say about it, you have to understand, I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm not talking about anything that, uh, you know, we all do things and we look back and say, well, Maybe maybe you do think it was 100, percent maybe it wasn't. Maybe someone disagree with you. Yeah. But it's absolutely. I, I totally understand the reaction. I think 90, 999 people out of a thousand 
in your situation would have had the same reaction. Yeah. So it's not, and can not, I ask? I know these yeah. situations aren't analogous. Yeah. But just wondering if Harvey came in here to eat, he just walked in, sat down. What do you think the appropriate response of the management would be? And say you were another customer having a meal. I mean that I I don't want to prescribe like as like a salute like you know I don't I don't have the answer especially for a public space if something feels I I feel like I can speak to the event that night because it was a private event with invites and tickets and this was a reservation made as far as like everyone's responsibility to remove someone from a space I I don't want to to put that on anyone but let me, let me ask this question a different way. So if he did come in here, let's take a different person. Let's take him like let's say it's Bill Clinton, and okay. I think that the case against Bill Clinton with Juanita Broderick and some of these cases is basically as strong as the case against Harvey Weinstein. It, it's very difficult to think that Bill Clinton hasn't done some really horrible things to women. Well, are you now, asking if Clinton was at that same show? And well, I'm saying if Bill Clinton came into the restaurant here, no one is going to expect me to to say anything to this man, you know? And nor if Chris Brown came in. I mean, I, I could probably list, you know, 10 people who we all know have done basically yeah. the same the thing. Will be a- who, are not, who are not the villain of the day for some reason. Right. Yeah. And and people would, they'd be afraid to say anything. And they wouldn't say anything. They'd look down their nose at saying anything. And this is kind of why I, I, I'm wary of the whole trend because everybody just starts drawing their own personal lines. And before you know it, we descend into it. There was a thing on Twitter. Who sent it to me? Where some some um, woman in Boston had a comedy show going, and she didn't like the humor that was going on on the stage, and she pulled the mic on the show. Did you read about this? Yeah, and I saw she, that. And she tweeted, I've never felt so alive. Do you remember, remember yeah, that? Yeah, I read that. Because <laughs> <laughs> she shut down a comedy show because uh. it was cis, cis-centric or something, you know, yeah. something gender. Uh, they're making, making basically the jokes that all the comedians we know yeah. Make all the time, right? Yeah. Um, and so, it's, to me, it's just all part of the same trend. And the the, the I, I use this expression a lot, but in some way, the cure is just becoming worse than the disease. And again, I and I say that without wanting right. you to think. I really I hope you, you yeah. don't seem like no, you're right. a bad vibe, but because I, I was worried, I wanted you to come in because I. We talked about it a little when you weren't here. I mean, and we've I said, been well, talking kinda, about it quite I'm a that, bit. I, should, I said I should Not just you, but in general, well, since yeah, the Louis situation. No, but her situation. Yeah. And I said, well, if I'm going to talk about it, I should face her if she's ready to come on. I don't want to just talk behind yeah. her back, especially. And also, I don't know some of the facts. But we now some. we do, and I think it really changes well, the sort of the situation. Because we weren't crazy. sure, and I mean, I think there's like a lot of misinformation. Was he there for a show? Did he just wander in? But the fact that it was a ticketed event and the producers actually invited him is so fucking outrageous and irresponsible without giving the performers an option to bow out, right? I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, well, let them well, know ahead of time. If, it's better, if something is a private, it's a private showcase for industry. It's insane. And, you know, so like, it's like a very specific uh, situation, but to, the, to your question or what you're talking about uh, with calling people out, a lot of people, you know, have been like overwhelming me with support and saying I'm brave and putting me on this pedestal of like, Kelly, come out and let's like clap for how brave you are. But I feel really lucky that I got Harvey Weinstein 
because he's someone that has been kind of accepted as like predator patient zero like he's the pariah like if you call the pariah the pariah you didn't really do anything controversial on a global scale if I had gotten one of these other gray area people that I'm not even going to say right now because I don't want to hear about it like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like if I had gotten one of those people and had been equally as triggered and equally as upset and equally as you know feeling unsafe if I had said something and then it had gone viral I would have had a 50-50 split of people you know coming after me saying that I'm like this like PC feminist bitch like calling out someone who didn't do anything wrong and then I would have the other half on my side and I don't want that and I wasn't I wasn't saying anything that night hoping that it would go viral or hoping you know that it was like this thing I was just speaking from my heart and if it had been you know speaking from my trauma speaking from the feeling of being triggered by someone saying shut up to me and you know someone putting me in the situation and uh if it had been someone else I might have done the same thing. I might have been more more afraid and not have said anything. I would have felt the same way, and it could it would have had a totally different result. So what, I, you know, I just I feel lucky that I got that guy. What's remarkable to me is that Harvey apparently doesn't realize that he's Harvey. <laughs> and you would think that if somebody invited him to a comedy show, he would have said, "Hey, I don't know if you read the papers or not." But, <laughs> uh, I think he doesn't care. I, I don't think it would be good for the show if I showed up. I mean, you know, apparently he thinks it's okay for him to... But also the <laughs> audacity that he doesn't think that somebody's going to call, call him, him out. I think, he does, I think he doesn't care because someone that night told me that they, like, uh, a man at the show who I don't know personally, so I, you know, if this isn't true, it's just like he told me he did this, but uh, a man at the show told me that he approached him quietly and said, like, why are you here? Like, why are you coming to shows? Why are you out in public? Like, what are you doing? And he said, like, he doesn't mind. He was just, like, stone-faced. He said he was, like, I don't mind. You know, I, I don't mind if they talk about me. I don't care. Yeah, like, people like that, they don't really feel like, like they're he's touchable. Not, they're in another world. An- another, well, he, maybe he's feels that he's he's been unjustly accused and and is and is saying, uh, making a statement that ha- how I'm not going to be uh, kept from doing uh, what, what I should be doing. There's something uh, you know, that I don't mind. know what goes on in his head. And he did not respond to our request for an interview. Yeah, right. I mean, I think there is a kind of, I think what people forget a lot of times, because I, I hear a lot from mainly like male friends of mine, this fear of like, I don't want to get me too, like, which is like me too is not use over. It, they overuse it <laughs> incorrectly out like, of context. Like, I don't want this to funny. happen to me. Like if I was in that situation yeah. and I'm like, what you need to understand is that people who are serial rapists don't have the same brain as you. They're just like, like, it's like they Cosby. They, if they like, can rape over and over again, if someone has this power, manipul- someone has this brain that they want to manipulate people, they want to put that power over people, that's not the person that's like, oh, I feel bad. Like, oh, yeah. they're talking about me. Oh, no, now I can't, you know, this is a person that doesn't care. So they don't see themselves as a lay person. They're not like one of a regular, they're not regular in their yeah. mind. So they're like, I'll go wherever I want. So it's, do not, whatever I want. it's not the same reaction at all to like the person who feels bad after they do something like that. The person who, yeah, they don't have the remorse who has like this like I think there's a lot of like people with normal human brains are are imagining that they could be in this scenario where they're gonna get accused of all these crimes but really if you're getting accused of all these crimes it's because you're the person who's doing all these crimes who yeah. doesn't care you like, know like for example if Harvey Weinstein and this is uh, just an example if he doesn't think someone like for example Nicole Kidman could bring him down he's not gonna think that you could bring him down yeah. So he's not going to be worried about going to, into a regular environment, a regular culture, a regular show. In his mind, we're all regular, and he's above everything. 
So he's not going to go anywhere and wonder and worry about being called out. They don't have that. Their mindset is all different. They're above everything. Him, Cosby, anyone who's committed a crime or, or an alleged mis- misconduct, yeah. they don't walk into an area thinking, well, I'm going to have a hard time. They don't look at they, it. Their mind is not wired that way. They, I mean, he's been getting power, away yeah. with this for 40 years, too. Yeah, and they've been no. doing it for... Their lifestyle is to deceive. So to walk into a room worrying about whether or not they'll be called out, they don't have that way of thinking. What, what happened after... Uh, I, 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 your set that evening? I'm feeling a little tense. Anybody else? Yeah. I'm a comic. And it's our job to name uh, the elephant in the room. Do we know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a Freddy Krueger in the room, if you will. I didn't know that we have to bring our own maze and uh, rape whistles to actors hour, y'all. No. No? Oh, shut up. Yeah. This kills at uh, group therapy for rape survivors. <laughs> they love it. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Yeah, I have been raped, surprisingly, by no one in this room, but um, I've never gotten to confront those guys, so just a general fuck you to whoever I... Uh, yes, girl! Well, after my set... Uh, another, a couple more acts happened. No, the host didn't say anything about it. Uh, the show kind of went on, and then another comic went up, and I don't know him personally. It's a comic from Florida I had never seen in my life. Uh, but he, <laughs> but he, he got up and said, uh, I also want to call out an elephant in the room. Uh, the producer who made Goodwill Hunting, like that shit's a oh, good yeah. movie or something. I and is. I was just like, and as soon as he said he was from Florida, I was just like, where is the exit? Like, <laughs> I was like, he's gonna say something. <laughs> and he did. He did say something for us. And what about, um, what about the idea that as a society we pretend that people are innocent until proven guilty? Does that, does that give anybody qualms about, um, because the all these people that are, are freed? Who were wrongly put in jail? Um, there was this well, famous Nazi. Uh, remember, we talked about it last week. Um, famous uh, not, Ivan the Terrible was accused of being a Nazi war criminal. Turned out he was innocent. Well, it turns out he was not the particular Nazi war criminal they thought that he was. Yeah, I mean, he may well have been a Nazi that, war that, criminal. That, 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 that no matter what you, that, no matter what we may think, um, we don't really know until there's a trial. We don't. We, we. I mean, it seems. I know what I'm saying seems ridiculous in in the, in the context of Harvey Weinstein. But um, and I'm a black person. That's a different podcast. I don't got that kind of time. People of color are always <laughs> accused of and serve time. I want uh, well, well, that's right. You, yeah. so, so you so you have sympathy for what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a lot. So I'm too drunk s- to address that. So again, is, is <laughs> that's why that's another reason I think. Well, is it isn't it? Aren't we better off if we just embrace these the fictions that have that have been very good for us for you know for for many years and and. Uh, and our worst moments have come when we didn't respect them. Not until people that who are people are innocent and proven guilty, and and just I don't know. I, I you know as I'm looking at you and you're here, and I and I understand what I'm saying and and what you went through. It's it, I don't feel um, you know totally uh, intense about what I'm my case, but it's hard to it's hard to describe um, like best policies. In but, the context of somebody who's has a particularly close well, just, attachment right, to it, just, but if we zoom, I'm sorry, but if we zoom out, I just think as as a society, 
we would be way better off than we are today if right. we all just taught each other, you know what? Just let, let's let our institutions handle things. Let's, let's just let things go. And because people are getting called out left and right. And like I said, it, it descends directly from like, you're like the most vanilla case of like, you can't even imagine a more justified case. Mm -hmm. But then that does filter down so that my waitresses are now being yelled at on the subways. It just becomes the, the kind of thing that you do, you know, and people start. It's so diluted. But I yeah. know female comedians in when I live in L.A. who've been raped by other fellow comics and the comics are still working with them on shows. It's just it's so many yeah. layers of this. Well, to me, it's hard to break there's down. There's like a lot of people have been asking me about due process, like when I've been interviewed about this, and it just feels like a completely separate conversation. Like when when someone talks about the due process of Harvey Weinstein or anybody, uh, it to me is irrelevant from the conversation I'm having, which is about my safety and the safety of other women in the workplace. Of like, if you're on a show with another comic that you have heard has raped multiple other comics mm -hmm. and you then whether you feel like that person might attack you after the show or not you you feel inherently unsafe like to just do your job just be funny like yeah. if if you've if you like you know everybody knows i'm a rape victim now like that's like a part of my identity that i uh now kind of have to speak to and and so now when i go into a room and i'm gonna do a set and there's somebody on the show that I've heard something about and I do my jokes and then he gets up and does a rape joke after me. And you know, and, and now it has, it's like, there's a feeling of, it adds a level of anxiety to me doing what I just came to do, which is just be funny yeah. that I can't, it's hard to describe. Uh, and as a woman, you're always uncomfortable. Yeah. All the, yeah. Every show, every city, country, state, big club, small club. Why? Because there's always a chance that there's something that you're triggered by in someone else's set. Because we, a lot of things happen to all of us. I haven't been raped, but I've had things happen to me that mm -hmm. no one knows about. And I can hear a joke about, I can hear a Me Too joke, which I have, and get, and I'm living out. I'm like, yeah. that's not what Me Too is. But these guys are now throwing around Me Too like it's a funny phrase. I'm like, do you know what Me Too really means? Yeah. And, and yeah. That's, that's every show, everywhere, all the time. That's in the comics table, and that's in the green room. And the, it's, now okay. it's a topic of so, funny conversation. So and it's not funny, but I have to laugh it off to do my set and move on with my life. But so let me ask you this. But isn't there also something that... Aren't we maybe stronger than what we pretend to be now as a species? For instance, and I don't... in Shortly after... World War II and the Holocaust, Hogan's Heroes was on the air just making fun of Nazis, right? Just like romping around with, with the Nazis. And so technically, they were, they were Luftwaffe. Whatever. And, and, but I and, think that uh, Burkhalter might have been... Uh, uh, but but we, we know what this was. And, no, uh, Hofstede. And, or the producers with, with Mel Brooks. And Jews found this funny. They, they were able to... They were able to somehow in those days and say, yes, we just went through this horrible trauma. But, yeah, I, 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 I'm not reliving it if you're going to make jokes about it in some way. Yeah. And it seems to me that for some reason we don't raise, I don't know what it is, but it's just not a norm anymore to have that kind of. Well, Separation, a, compartmentalization. I don't know what you call it, but it is different. I, now. I don't know how popular Hogan's Heroes was amongst actual survivors. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think it's like Mash made yeah. War funny, and it wasn't funny. So that's just Hollywood 
you know, depicting a horrible time of history and making jokes out of it for our well, entertainment. And we'll make jokes about it. Yeah, we so, like that. I mean, it depends what the punchline is. Like, yes, uh, for I example, I produce this show, Rape Jokes by Survivors, as you mentioned. And this is a show where you have a lineup of all survivors of rape telling rape jokes. And the jokes are funny. Like, I, this show we just had, they all killed. I mean, these are funny jokes about rape. And they're, no, they're by true. And survivors, the you know. Yeah. And the, but it's different. Like, okay, if I what's been happening to me a lot lately is I I get up and I'm speaking about this because that's what I feel like I can genuinely speak to on stage right now. Like I need to talk about it because people look at me and they know this about me and I want to make jokes about it. So I'm making jokes about my experiences with rape and with uh, this whole media storm. And what happens a lot is. The comic after me, I remind them to tell their rape joke in which the victim is the punchline, which punches down on the victim, in which the victim is a liar, or in a joke in which they themselves are the rapist, or a joke in which the premise is, you can't rape me, I love sex. Like, I, they have that joke already, I don't think they wrote it for me, but I remind, like, my presence reminds them to tell that joke. Do you think that a rape joke told by a man can ever be funny, in your yes. opinion. Yes, I think it's a, it's when the punchline... The punchline should be the rapist, I, I think. like The punchline should be the, the culture or, like, the problem. There's a serial rapist in Houston. There's nothing funny about serial rape, but... <laughs> what is noteworthy about this particular rapist <laughs> is that all of his victims have been men. Enjoy your evening. I can't believe you clapped about that. It's a man raping men in Houston. That's the most gangster shit. So far, like, like, like seven men have already come forward in the Houston area and reported this motherfucker, which, which means he must have raped thousands. It's a tough phone call for us to make. <laughs> it's not like when you get raped, ladies. There's no, uh, society don't give a fuck about male rape. There's no hotline for us. <laughs> Man get raped, you just gotta get up and walk that shit off. Huh? <laughs> got raped. Yeah. <laughs> Caught me slipping. <laughs> you gotta take that shit to the grave. When the punchline is the victim, when the punchline is like bitches are lying or the punchline is like rape isn't really rape, like it's not, you know, like, and I'm so often hearing it's like minimizing the crime and minimizing the victim and, and it's like getting a shock laugh and, and I think that's why it, it, oh, it keeps killing after I go up because I'm doing like this vulnerable, You're starting off as, I'm yeah. like doing this vulnerable thing about being a survivor and it's like new and it's like, mm -hmm. and then to just be like, and I raped her, you know, it's like, that's like a shock laugh. It's the same rule for the N word. You can talk about the N word, whatever race you are, but it has to be funny. And the joke better end with, I'm an idiot and we shouldn't be using the N word. You know, my race shouldn't be using it. So it's the same rule. You can talk about anything. It has to be funny. And the punchline has to be that we are idiots for using something we shouldn't be using. Mm -hmm. But you can't be a white guy throwing around the N word in a joke and then you're like, when I use the N-word with my black friend, it's all in jest. That's their name. But then it's only the title. It's not the actual topic. 
But if the topic is N word, it better be end with a funny, 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 funny as hell punchline. Oh, Dan has you one. Can, Tell her. You can discuss. You can discuss anything, but the punchline better be. This is kind of really not good, not bad. I shouldn't be using it. I think you know? theoretically you're correct with regard to the N word. But Any I would, topic I, that's I would, taboo. I would never. I did once or twice in the beginning of my career. One time at work, one time it met with thunderous silence. That's, um, that's the risk. You're a comic. That's great. But, but I would never <laughs> touch it anymore, even if I thought I had a good take on it that, that, that made fun of its use, not using it in, with hatred. I would avoid it because the word itself can have consequences that... People don't oftentimes do not hear what you're saying. They just hear the word. Well, now sure. you heard about this black security guard who got fired. Yeah. He eventually got rehired. It was all over. It was, I think it was in Time Magazine. Okay, there was a, a black security guard, maybe at a university setting or something, I don't remember. And another black dude was like, kind of harassing him and calling him the N-word. Mm-hmm. And finally, this, this black security guard got mad and said, don't call me. And he said, he said yeah. the N-word. Yeah. And so I don't. That's just so, a waste and, of time. Wait, Come wait. on, relax. And the black security guard. Got, <laughs> hold on, the black security guard got fired. Ah, they, which which is okay. It is a slur. Could I just address the point you brought up a yeah. few minutes back about due process? Yeah. And that technically Harvey Thank is you. he hasn't been proven guilty in a court of law. It's an interesting point, although, of course, we're not talking about a court of law. We're just talking about our own personal interactions. And you 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 fired people without a full blown. Um, Trial. You've you've broken up with friends without a full-blown trial. In our own personal interactions, of course, we we don't we don't have a trial. So what what is you know what appropriate standard of proof, if any, might there be to go yeah. after somebody in a public setting that you feel? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, there's there's no there's no harm to done anybody that we care about here. You called out Harvey Weinstein. He fucking deserves it. We're pretty sure, as sure as we are of a lot of things, that um, he's he's a horrible sexual assaulter. And so there's really, it's hard to say that anything, this is anything but a good outcome. Nevertheless, it, I, I mean, I'm just repeating myself. I, I, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. And the kind of muscles that we're forming, the reflexes that we're, we're forming as a society <clears throat> uh, worry me. Worry me because of people I know who've been called out, because of stories that I read, because of the kind of the way Twitter sh- seems to show people eager to call people out. Um, it's just kind of like for, for every person like Kelly who's maybe very pure in, in the entire incident, there's someone else who's just like a hammer looking for a nail. Like I'm, I'm I, you know, this is awesome. Let me call. I want to get called brave. She got called brave. I want. We know these are, you know, human. Human nature is not all very pretty. We know that people do all kinds of things that are motivated in, in ways. And I, I just feel like in the overall, we're not moving in a direction. I think that we say, well, this is awesome. This is we're we're way better off as a society now when people are getting called out and. You know, attacked and mob. So this is a way better podcast than the ones I've been asked to be on, where they're like, "What's it like to be a woman in comedy?" This is way deeper well, and better. Thank you so much for being somewhat cerebral. Every, well, every podcast, are you so being sarcastic? Hard, I swear to God, every podcast I get asked to be a part. So, what's it like to be a girl in comedy? Well, but we don't, you, we don't you, care. You did get, <laughs> exactly. That's why I love New York. 
like, you're like, just do your job. We don't give a shit what gender you are. Can I tell you both just for the record? When we did bring Louis, we didn't bring him. When Louis came back and we decided to let him keep performing here. I personally sat down with every single waitress and female comedian who worked here to see what their reaction was going to be. And he wasn't accused of anything like Harvey Weinstein. So You didn't ask me. You weren't here at the time. <laughs> I, know, I know, my bad. I'm just no, so, so I was very mindful of... <laughs> what would you have said? I, you know what? I was talking to S- SD two weeks ago about that. So she was like, honestly, at this point, the job of the club is to let comics be comics. And if the audience sees him and decides, I can't, I won't, you refund the money, you don't ask any questions, you send them home, and that's it. Yeah. And I, I think that's okay. He's, a com- he's allowed, he should be allowed to work, and that's it. And if anyone is not happy with it, they can either stay or leave. But it's different than someone who's full-blown raped America like, Hi- like Weinstein has and Cosby has. Well, I don't, don't want to work with Louis, but I'm like, if I, but if I come here, see the paperwork with the lineup and see his name, I, I, I can go home. I'm free to go home, so it's up to me now. Well, well I do think that's sort of uh, like. And by the way, you don't have to hold line. your tongue. You can say anything no, you want I, about us I or the totally, club or me. I, <laughs> I totally, I get the yeah. But I think that's what it comes down to. To me, is like it, we're talking about a workplace. You know, we're not talking about due process or or public space. We're talking about for comedians. This is a workplace, and I think. Thinking about it the way you would think about another workplace, if I work at an IHOP or if I work at an office and there's somebody who uh, my employer has a certain amount of information about what they decide to do with that information, and we know because of how the whole Me Too movement has revealed that this is a problem in every single industry and actually (coughs) at a lot of IHOPs or whatever in the world, people are not firing the person who has a reputation, you know, it's right, and like, you're not free to go. They're home. not, now you they know, can't leave and, and you're stuck working with this person who's making you uncomfortable. You're stuck with the the creepy uh, manager, or you know, and mm-hmm. and this is a situation that people are dealing with in every single industry. And comedy is no different. The difference is there's no HR department. There's nobody to like to to sort of file a complaint with and like. And ma- it's not formal. It's sort of it's this conversation. Like, are you okay with him being here? And then you being like, is everybody else okay with it? Like, it's yeah. like it's a scary question. Like, you know, like it's not a question I'm prepared to answer. Like, I again, I feel lucky that uh, I got Harvey in the room and not somebody that and would not make Bill me Clinton. Well, like, there's a lot of people that would make me equally as uncomfortable that I would feel terrified like, damn. to say anything about. <laughs> and I think and like if and if the if it were somebody else. And I'm not gonna say like a name. R. Kelly. If, okay. if, well, well, I mean, if it were if it were a comedian, ah, okay. if it were a comedian that mm-hmm. I believe is a rapist, but I'm not saying that. Uh, if there's a comedian, and then the and I, uh, I feel equally as terrified. I feel equally as uncomfortable. I feel equally as triggered and unprepared to be funny. And then, let's say the producer of that show says, "Kelly, you're okay with this?" Real quick before yeah, your set you know, starts, yeah. and I would just be like. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like, I, I would probably just swallow. You know, sometimes like, you really no, don't no, know until no. it's I, time. I, I wanted to look. Like, so, no, the, they're saying that maybe those waitresses didn't answer you. No, no, the, the, truth I, I understand why you would think that, but no. See, that, some that, might be lying to you. Well, I, no, I'm no, only we, speaking we for myself. Yeah. No, like you, I don't. I I'm, I you, believe that they were honest with you. I'm just thinking in that situation. I don't know how I would answer, and I based no matter how I felt. <laughs> so we had we had whole podcasts with the waitresses on and. Um, uh, Judy Gold, uh, 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 
hosted the podcast with them. And we, we I mean, of course, it could be somebody who, who kept, held their tongue. But at some point, if you hold your tongue, it, it, it's on you. We did, we did everything that I think we could responsibly do to see how people felt mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. You know, and beyond that, what can we do? But the thing about due process is that, yes, it's something that's required of the state. But it's, there is a lot of wisdom that we all live by in our day-to-day lives. So, like, if, if somebody puts some rumor up on a rumor board, you know, we've heard that we're, like, these women post these rumors, whatever, and then nobody wanted to hire that person based on what they read on the rumor board, even though that's not the state doing anything, we would all say, no, that's not right. You shouldn't, you can't just well, yeah, take away. I, I, so so w- there is a wisdom in due process, which is that it's better to err on the side, what is it, they say, let, let, a, let 100 guilty men go free than an innocent man get convicted. And I mean, I know when I, I've said this before, when, when I think that somebody's, I caught somebody stealing behind the bar. And if they and if they give me an excuse, even if I really don't believe them, but if I think it's possible that they didn't do it, I will generally give them another chance because I don't feel I feel the obligation of due process. You want you know? proof, but if they, well, yeah. if they I, mean, I feel that I have to, I have to, I have to treat do, them as if, if they're they innocent. do it again, and you're still not then they're out. But but even if they do it again, you're still not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, I mean, but it, it could be two times that something. Yeah, but I have, but I, I, I have. You I'm, have a preponderance I'm at, yes, of the Dan, evidence. Yes, but I'm but I'm a, my, I'm protecting. I'm running a business, and I have. The decision is forced in my lap. But if I, if I see somebody in a restaurant, I don't have to make the decision of whether I want to call him out. I mean, it's not like right. I can just say, you know what? I don't know what the fuck he did. I think he's guilty. I'm going to go eat somewhere else or I'm going to finish my dinner. You know, I don't need well, to. Well, I think that the standard of proof can can vary. I mean, you know, in, in the civil law, it's preponderance of the evidence. So if... if y- if somebody posts something in a, in a, in a, on a message board accusing somebody, that's a very low amount of proof. Yeah, well, we'll if see. It if were, you're if it were more proof, maybe you would maybe you would make another decision. Let's see know. what direction this goes in. But I, with Louis C.K., yeah. if you're asking about you're asking about Louis C.K. because that's what the Comedy Cellar has dealt with. Yeah. You know, that's what you, you were. I wasn't the, asking about well, it, but you were well, talking well, about it. Well, I mean, yeah. you were asking in your previous oh, question about the waitresses. When, when asking about that and relating that to due process and in the case where Louis C.K. comes out with a statement apologizing, you know, and in apologizing, admitting guilt uh, and apologizing to the women that he hurt, whose careers were affected, what do you make of what that apology, what that apology suggests about what did happen, you know, because before there were cover-ups or there was silencing of these women and now he's saying I apologize you know what I did affect my co-workers and well, then how do you address that going forward when it sort of takes away from it takes away from the due process element of the conversation in that this person is saying yeah I, I did that and I'm sorry Noam would you like to field that question well or? Louis apologized as you say for whether, whether you thought the apology was adequate or not. The other stuff that you're saying, about careers being affected and all that stuff, we have no, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's not true, but there's no, he, you know. Well, I'm only speaking to yeah. what his apology said. The apology didn't say anything about people's careers being affected. It wasn't really an apology. Most of the female comedians oh, who read it were well, like, well, yeah, this is it not an apology, an apology. apology. But I feel like it acknowledged, not that it. He said it's true what they did, and I realize now that when you, when you, when you put a woman in this situation, it's not a question, it's a predicament. 
and um, I, I feel sorry for all the pain I've hurt, caused, and I'm going to take time now to to listen right. instead of talk. That's basically what So if what we saying. take that same conversation, I, I when I think about that and I think about another work environment, let's say I work at like a law firm or, you know, like a corporate environment where we have an HR department, we have all these different uh, checks and balances and, you know, I find out my boss exposed themselves in the office place, like in the break room at Walmart or at the, you know what I mean? Like I find out this happened, yeah. but then they said, apologize. And then someone says, well, you can come back to work. Now he said, sorry. Like, would, would that be normal in, in another office place? Like that's well, kind of the way I start, you know, trying to think of it. Like if I compare it to another office place, is it normal? I, I think that it's normal that to expect that. I mean, I, I don't want to rehash all the stuff. We, we talked about this so much, but I will just, you know, because, you're interested in it. So, like, my, at the time I was saying, like, if my bartender behind there right now, if he told me, you know, 15 years ago, I pulled out my dick in a hotel room in front of someone I masturbated without consent. He told me that. Would anybody expect me to say, get your shit and get out of here, you don't work here But anymore? what if it was to one of the other bartenders? No, but Louis didn't, no, none of this stuff happened here. No, no, you're right. If it happened in my workplace or to people who work, that would be a different question. I never had to deal with that issue. Right. Whatever, whatever Louis was accused of had nothing to do with this place or anybody in it. Right. It was an accusation of some things he did 15 years ago in another time and place. And, 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 and I would add to that, that I think we do have it upside down in a sense that the people who deny, 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 even implausibly so, like Bill Clinton, we all kind of just pretend the denial is plausible. And the people who actually come clean, like Louie and some other people, we say, aha, and then we just jump on them, you know, and I kind of think that um, somebody apologizes and comes clean and is, hasn't committed a crime, they, they do have a right, we, we ought to want them to be able to, to go on with their lives. Well, I, I guess I'm thinking about, when I hear about a comedian harassing another comedian, I hear about a comedian assaulting or raping another comedian, I hear co-workers, you know, so, so I'm thinking of it in terms of Coworker sexual harassment, and how do you move forward from that? I think like a non-office, but it's the office. Yeah, for for yeah. comedians, that is the only office. That's the only you office know, we the have. green room is the office. The hotel at the festival is the office. No, no, the hotel, so, the, the hotel, the festival is not the office. I'm you sorry. Don't, you don't think so? Well, anywhere where comedians are it, congregating and all paid no, to do I, the same I, job I, is the I office. I was a musician, working musician, did tons of gigs. If I was hanging out with a girl in the band till four in the morning and the bars closed. And I said, hey, you want to come back to my room and, and smoke some weed? That doesn't give me any kind of license to misbehave in the room. No. But I would not say that she and I were at work in the office. Right. That was a decision of her to come back to my hotel room. That's, that, I can't, I can't, I mean, I don't, even, I don't even know if the point matters that much. But just because it's the way I am, I, you know, contrary in a certain way, um, I can't come that far and say, this, like, if you're here at the comedy cellar or upstairs in the podcast studio or in the bathroom or yeah that's the office it's a captive audience that's but what not, if we are that's not the same thing if i say hey after this podcast kelly let's you and me go get a drink and then go go i have a room in, in times square that wouldn't be the office at some what point if, what if not. i'm headlining a gig out, out of state and i ask another comedian who's a regular here to open for me and he goes he crosses the line in delaware 
It's still gonna. Well, it's not. Yeah, yeah, that could be. I'm not. not but but we're, yeah. we're considered for the most part comedy seller comics, and it was still kind. Of, it wouldn't. You're right. You are right. But then I'm also like, but it's still the office. I think all. I think yeah. the comedy community. Everywhere. The comedy community, regardless of what club you're associated with, is the office. Well, you're out late. I mean, I'm just thinking. Even like last night, I was out with three male comics that I'm friends with. Big mistake. Until like, <laughs> three, we. I just went to a show and we're out until like 3 a.m. Just talking and laughing. It was great. We were just friends. We're hanging out. Yeah. Those guys are not rapists. Awesome. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but true. I was alone with them. The you know office what I mean? is comedy. It's, was, not, it's not a club. The like, office is comedy. You're in a situation a lot, especially if you're a woman doing comedy, you're a lot of times totally outnumbered. You're looking around the room. It's 10, Only guy, girl. It's 10 guys and you. And you're like, okay, let's hope no one's a rapist. You know? yeah, <laughs> like, that I'm is outnumbered. True. That's I'm true. That happens a lot. I've hung out with comics and been like, I hope I can go back to my hotel room and nobody oversteps their boundaries. And sometimes I'll try to just name it. I'll just like make a joke about it. Like, uh, like, so, yeah. Harry, it, what do you say about this? You're, you're, you're a comedian. You feel you have those same feelings that they do? I think that when you are a woman navigating mm-hmm. your way through the world, it's always something that's in the back of your mind and sometimes it's not so much in the back of your mind like that sometimes it's in the front of your mind are you nervous often when you're around male comedians i don't know that it's if i'm nervous when i'm around male comedians it's that i am wholly aware of the fact that as women at any moment a situation could become physically dangerous yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm where I, I am a woman first that's what i always keep it in the forefront of like my you mind you can't get away from that you can't like, move from i that. i would remind uh and Jackie, also, wait, can I just finish my answer? I also think that may, I, I also feel like because I haven't been doing comedy for that long, if I got booked on like a big show that I really wanted to do and I saw a guy on there that made me uncomfortable for whatever reason, I don't think it would be that easy to just be like, oh, well, I'm just not going to do that show. It's right. like, you want to do those you shows. You want to work. Yeah. And, I've had, and I have heard of male comics who will not fuck a female comic because they're so worried it'll be misconstrued or they're just worried overall, the word getting out. I, I'll flirt with a guy, comic, and he'll be like, nope, it's too, it's too weird now. I need to make sure that you're really okay with it. So, yeah, things are on the, on one, on, on the one end extreme. But, you know, they got there because things got so fucked up for a minute yeah. that now we're all on the extreme. I, would, I, w- I wanted to say that uh, Jackie, despite her protestations, is discussing what it's like to be a woman in comedy. Yes, because so we, if I do a podcast or a radio show or someone's home office even with their phone, it's always going to come back to you. So what's it like being a female well, in comedy? we're talking about rapes. <laughs> that is. Let's talk you about rape, baby. This whole topic was, what is it like to be a woman in comedy? That is every podcast. Well, what's it like? Rape, yeah. whatever. The, 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 truth, it's the truth is, what is it like to be a woman in comedy, I think, is a fascinating question. What's not fascinating is... You know, tell us about working at the at the at the funny bone or the punchline. I mean, th- those questions aren't interesting. No, to me, you're in and out. Because you're in for three days, four days, and you leave. But those are questions that are also asked a lot on comedy podcasts. I, I do think what it's like to be a woman in comedy is quite fascinating because you 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 have these questions, the, the, these these interactions with, with in a male-dominated world that yeah. that you have to navigate. And I do think that's. Uh, Kind of fascinating. You know, I kind of like that men are more careful oh, now. Just, pardon? I mean, the problem is, is that nobody ever says, "What's it like to be a male 
No, is that I mean, the problem? Really? That's I think the problem. It's, yeah, I think because it's like, men why is the it? onus on us? Because we're visiting well, your world. It's always where yeah. we are a visitor on well, your well, earth. I think I like to think of situations. I was around a group of men the other day, and they were all like plotting out their plan for like if they had to go to prison, like if like their plan to avoid getting raped, oh. to avoid like. To, and I'm like, and when I heard them all talking about like how to like not get raped in prison and that's like their fears, lives. I'm like, oh, that's me. That's what it's like to be a woman. That's what it's like. How you get it? How like, you get it? That is it. Because I go into the room and I'm like, okay, who do I need to make yourself big, make yourself strong? You know, don't don't fuck around. But don't fuck that guy. Yeah. Don't do that. You know, it's like your plan. Wait, wait, it's wait, wait, the same. I want to ask you a question. question. We say that's like that's quite, what it's quite. like. That's what it's like to be a woman in comedy, or that's what it's like to be a woman? To be Both. a woman, really. Both. I remember years ago, a, a, a very popular male headliner, years ago, and I'm like, can I go on a row with you? I need to get work. I want to open for you. And his first question was, are you, gonna, are you fucking? And he, we were alone. And, but he was being sincere. He's like, well, I'll consider having you open for me, but are you going to fuck me yeah, while we're on the road? That's certainly And I was like, no. And, of course, the offer you know, went away. That's what it's like to be a woman in comedy also. Before you become a headliner or before you become popular, they want to know, well, what are you willing to do to be a woman in comedy for real? And that's, and that's a constant thing. And what's interesting Esty is I... doesn't do that, does she? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I'm, I'm entering this world with a very strange, like, most people are meeting me for the first time as, like, rape girl. Like, you know, that I can see them think that when they... I look at you as powerful girl. Thank you. <laughs> are, are but, you, when you? I, well, but, like, I go into a comedy club space for the first time, and I sit at the comics table of men, and I see them look at me, and it's, like... It's not, like, the same... I could tell the conversations are going to start differently... Because it's like the eggshells are like. They're careful. They're careful right. around you. Can I say something though? I think that that's really a good thing. Me too. I think that you broke some rule. I like it. That we're not supposed to say that because, as evidenced by the fact that nobody, the fact that nobody before you said anything is shocking to me. And the other really interesting question is, what if a guy comic had gone up on stage and called Weinstein out? I mean, I think the reaction would And none of them did. I remember my little text group of female comics. We were, uh, some of them were posting on Twitter. I, I guess, I, I, I can guess no man stood up and said anything well, against yeah. him. Did they? No, no. No, not, not one. Not that night. That, I mean, if it's happened before, maybe on maybe the previous Actors Hour. But, yep. but you know, well, you know what it reminded me really. of? What it reminded me of is uh, when Hannibal Burris yeah. mentioned Cosby. Cosby. Yeah. And, and when he, like, that was what, it, it was like, that was what it took. Like, yeah. that's And he it, didn't do it thinking this is going to happen. He, he just did just, it like, he, you guys, you cool with he this? He yeah. unintentionally validated, like, 50 plus women and started this whole thing. And it's like, because he was a man, it was like, wait, what did he say? Like, Everyone, even though. It he, went viral because a man did Even it. though he was literally saying, like, the joke was, if you Google Bill Cosby rape, it has more hits than Hannibal Burris. Mm-hmm. And so he knew it was already out there, and he's saying like he didn't discover you, it, you know. Yeah. And the fact, like that, said everything to me that it took like a man being like, "This is true," and and that's so true of the whole movement where it's like it's been out there. Women have been screaming this. You it's know, not there's new. a video of Courtney Love about 20 years ago on the red carpet of some big Hollywood event, and the person interviewing her is like, "So, Courtney Love, who's obviously like a huge star." What's your advice for young girls getting into Hollywood? And she said, don't go back to a hotel room with Harvey Weinstein. Ooh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, oh, and um, what's his name? 
Family Guy. Seth MacFarlane? He, yeah. He, oh, like, yeah, he intentionally okay. roasted Harvey Weinstein because he knew uh, when uh, he the hosted the Oscars, the Oscars or, yeah, yeah, whatever it was. And I remember, like, I remember remembering that. I think that's, like, as a, when you're a rape victim... Whenever you hear something like that, you log it. Like, I don't know how... I feel like a lot of times things get passed. Like, for example, like, um, when I heard about... When, like, a lot of this stuff hit the news, I remember feeling like I knew it, like, five years ago. Like, there's, like, a time when it comes up as a blip, and it's, like, it gets silenced, or, you know, you hear a little thing about uh, Weinstein or, or Louis C.K., or you hear, like, you know, these little, like, and then you're like, what was that? And, and Or someone says it in passing... And I think for for most people, I think it sort of slips by. But if it's like at the forefront of your life experience, you're just like, you know, you you remember it. So and let me ask you a question: Are you, are you a comedian despite the fact that you had this rape experience, or be, or because of it? Um, I I've always uh, wanted. To, I've always been a comedian. I, I feel like it's been like a part of my identity since I was a little kid. Like I was always so trying to make people laugh. I was always, uh, you know, putting on skits and writing sketches since I was a little kid. Like I think uh, I think rape got in my way for a while. I mean, there was like a ten-year period where, over the course of ten years, I was I was raped on three different occasions and. Every time I try to do comedy, like, when I think of, like, the first, like, three times I tried to do an open mic, all I could think about was this. And it was, like, so fresh in my mind that I just tried jokes about it, and they bombed, obviously. I mean, not obviously, but they were rape jokes about me, and it was, like, I remembered, and I just, it was, like, this therapeutic thing where I would try it, and it would bomb, and I would go home and be like, I'm never going to do comedy. But it was, like, it was in my head, you know? I felt like it was in my way because... It was my life experience. Did you get, in, in any these three instances, did you get any justice from the courts, or did you tr- pursue no, justice? I've, I've never, I never spoke out against uh, my rapists, mainly because there are people it's, it's who One were, rapist three times? There's three people, three know. different times, yeah. and they're all people that I know, uh, and I, I felt too much, uh, I was so connected to them, it was either someone I loved or a friend, or... There was a lot of guilt and shame associated with calling out someone that you know, and uh, I've just never, I've never felt strong enough to call them out. It's very difficult. I mean, you look at the no. people who call people out. Look at like, but Kavanaugh's like accuser. Like, n- you don't benefit from calling people out. Like, it, it can ruin your life. You, you say you're, you're, I, you know, hey. you're a musician as well. Are you more of a comedian? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what this fun comedy podcast? We're we're crying. We're having a great time. Are you? Um, <laughs> is your is comedy your main your main uh, concentration or music or both? Well, I I sort of I um I've always wanted my goal like as a kid I always wanted to like write for SNL or like write for like a show. And so they probably have a spot open now, still, right? I heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do. Well, but I tried to, um, I I tried to get through to that through like making short films and making sketches first. Like I was writing sketch and directing sketch, and then uh, and then I started doing improv. Like I've sort of tried different routes, and then I really uh, latched on to stand up, 
And I have a band as well. But uh, what kind just, of, is it country music or it's punk? Punk. <laughs> ah. You say country? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have one of sexual predators. Oh. Uh, Mateo. We have to go. Every, we, we have to go, everybody. You don't want to say. You don't want to. You don't want to say hi oh, to Mateo. We're leaving on such a happy note. This is going so great. Thank you for inviting uh, me. Sorry, I keep trying to figure out how to be funny in the let, rape interviews. Let the, let the record show everybody's crying. This is, um, yeah. this is great. It is. I'm trying to figure out how to be funny. Uh, not very funny. <laughs> Rape girl, not very funny. <laughs> it is Thanksgiving, um, or it will be Thanksgiving tomorrow as we record this show. So be I'd be remiss if I didn't wish everybody, uh, especially our new friend, uh, Kelly Bachman, a happy Thanksgiving uh, to all. Uh, does anybody have anything interesting that they'll be uh, doing for uh, Thanksgiving? I, I would like free drinks the rest of the night, please. Well, I, you guys you are can, really going to have that. That's okay. that. 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 well, what, what are you ready to do for it? That's <laughs> That's up to what me. is your office? <laughs> I don't like it. I don't say I'm against it. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Kelly, I'm really happy that you came, actually. And, and you were... Such a surprise. I love the actually. <laughs> no, because everybody I'm was... I'm glad you guys asked no. me. Because I do like that you're here. You guys got to know me. Hey, I'm Jackie Fabulous, and I moved back to New York. Jackie. I've been in L.A. for 20 years. Nobody gives a shit about me. No, no, first of all, you're, Jack, Jackie, you're much too young to have been... <laughs> I, didn't I don't mean know how it old you way. are, but I'm you've been in LA for 40 20. fantastic eight. Well, I will tell you something, uh, <laughs> Jackie Fabulous. You look fantastic. You, Thank you. Do not <laughs> look it. You're almost as young looking for your age as I am. Oh, shucks. But no, it's not about. It's about all of us. I'm just making fun. We didn't get to. <laughs> in, in any case, I meant that only because I was I was worried about if 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 to have the conversation and not you know uh, and and being and being frank that. She might get upset or whatever it is, but it was a great conversation, and I, that's why I'm. We didn't I'm get happy. to oh, some interesting it. points, unfortunately. Oh, uh, Bloomberg running for president didn't get to that. Uh, <laughs> you, you had topics. <laughs> you had actual. We paper. didn't get to. Uh, Mike Pompeo said these settlements in the West Bank are legal under international law. Didn't get to what? that. And, and uh, we all we did a lot of political discussions here as well. Oh yeah. And Noam's, but no, a favorite topic of Noam is Israel Palestine. Okay. Wow, I would have had so much wow. to say on that. And the latest That's on the impeachment, <laughs> we didn't get to that either. But uh, I don't think uh, we're any of the worse for it because... Well, let's hope we they don't settle the Israeli-Palestinian conflict before next week's podcast, so we'll get a, get a chance to I talk about it next week. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I, I, Did you I'm, know who you were inviting to be on this podcast? <laughs> Can you see me? <laughs> what? I don't know shit about Israel. Kelly, by the way, I mean, um, uh, I'm I have to do homework and read shit. I'm half Jewish. <laughs> You're half Jewish? Yeah. By the way, yeah, Jackie. My, my mom converted. Uh, Jackie. Uh, oh, converted from Jewish to Catholic. Oh, that counts. That, that counts. Means, I mean, yeah. you're Jewish. Yeah. Is your dad Jewish? No, my dad's my not. My so dad doesn't need to be Jewish. Her mom's no, Jewish. No, I know. I was Jackie, just by the way, uh, Noam, yes. is, she's working here now. That's relatively recent. Work, but prior, oh, yeah, working yeah, here at the New yeah, York Comedy yeah, yeah, Cellar. Yeah, yeah. Prior to that, she was um, a, a regular at the Vegas Comedy Cellar and a favorite of Estes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she was. And how, how are you? Are you going back to the Vegas room, Jackie? Anytime? I'm there. Uh, end of January. Look for Jackie Fabulous in Las Vegas. Do you enjoy doing the Vegas room? I love it. It's a little long. I feel like you have right. to have your mail forwarded to be do the gig, but I love it there though. It's a fun hang, and you get to work on new new material because there's so many. It's 800 shows, I think. We have Not to wrap quite that up, many. gentlemen. <sighs> but um, uh, no. go to JackieFabulous.com. <laughs> JackieFabulous.com. And where can we where can people go see rape jokes for survivors? Um, rape, rape jokes by survivors. 
And for survivors, we'll be a tour hopefully very soon. Nice, yeah. Just and where can they out. follow you on Instagram? Or uh, I'm at Kelly Bachman on Instagram. I'm at Belly Cockman on Twitter. Yeah, and I'm at the Roar Comedy Club this Friday and Saturday. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> like, oh, my bad. Uh, Podcasts were about promoting ourselves. It's okay. I'll be, I'll be in the cellar. Okay, we're the kind of I'm at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm at no, no, it's okay. Dan uh, Natterman on Instagram and Nan Datterman. Shut on Kidding. That, Jesus I'm Christ, Dan. Kelly. And I talk about stuff Kelly. other than rape sometimes. And you can... So you should submit a tape here. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. Are you not going to perform here? <laughs> no, I think this is a yeah. passing. I didn't know it was a passing. Can we just pass along? Come on now. <laughs> You're a troublemaker, aren't you, Jackie Fabulous? I almost had a nervous <laughs> breakdown shit. In. Come on, let's pass Let her God's in. Let <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And you can follow us on Instagram at Live from the Table and email us. Email us at podcast at Good night, everybody. I'm, I'm drunk right now. Bye, guys. <laughs>